Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Can You Colloquy? It's going to be a fun one. This week is featuring the Amphetamines, Orlando-based Rockers, hit single Black Velvet. You check them out. They got some dope tunes. They were really fun to listen to. Uh, different vibe. Different vibe than .org, The Dancing Bones. If you like something a little more... If you like something a little more 2000s-y, 2010s-ish, it's got that Strokes feel to it. A little bit of Interpol spliced in there. Um, check these dudes out. They listen to a lot of crazy stuff. They've even played with one of uh, their their idols. They played with the Black Lips. Um, I'd heard of them. I was never really into them. Um, but I was blown away that these guys had actually gotten to play a show with this touring band. So um, I brought it up and yeah, apparently they were super big or at least Nate was the singer. He was a super big fan of the Black Lips and um, he was shocked to be, you know, featured on that show as well. He was like, all we did was really just kind of reach out and see what happened and they asked us to play. And I was like, wow, it really do happen sometimes. It really does. It really does just pop off. Right place, right time. I remember I, I hit him up like right after they announced it and that's literally what he said. I was like, whoa, how did you how did you manage this? How did you swing it? What would you do? And he just said, right place, right time. He just said it was the right place at the right time. All he did was just kind of slide. He, I think he messaged them. He obviously got a notification or follows them or something. And he messaged them and they just, it was right timing. They reached back within uh, a little bit and got back to them and offered them the show. I couldn't believe it. It was incredible. I was so hyped for them. I was uh, was sharing that shit everywhere. (laughs) The Amphetamines. Crazy dudes. They've done some crazy things. They've played a lot of crazy shows. And uh, I got a chance to chit-chat with them. They talked about all sorts of weird nonsense. He posted... uh, I think it was Nate... And he was posting a lot of George W. Bush pictures, and I, it was it was just like a span of like three months or something. It was every couple posts, I was scrolling through this dude's feed, and it's George W. Bush. <laughs> I I didn't know what was ha- I didn't know what it was about, so I brought it up, and he's like, "Whoa, how how did you?" Anyway, how. No, how did you find out about... So I, you know, I gave him a little bit of a shocker. I like that. That's my favorite part. Asking questions that get the... The head turn or the, the double take. The, the quizzical look. The gears turning in their heads as they try to remember what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Throw out a four-year-old reference. And they're like, no way. I had this guy... And that's the double take. 
They look at me, they think about it, and then they look back with this completely different look. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Interviewing people is fun. Talking to these dudes is fun. What can I say? They're super cool dudes. And uh, like I said, after uh, I interviewed them, I just kind of like hung around. They were recording like a new EP or some new material or something. So I just kind of like sat in, just kind of hung out, drank some beers, hung out. Anyway, the amphetamines. I hope you like it. Yeah, enjoy the show. I'm Andrew Kohinka, and I'm here with the Amphetamines. Um, introduce yourselves. I'm Nate Roma. I'm the vocalist of the Amphetamines. Lucas Roselli, and I'm the bassist of the Amphetamines. Christian Ezekiel, I play drums in the Amphetamines. And they are the Amphetamines. So um, you guys have been around for a few years, right? Like late 2017, you kind of started jamming around. Um, uh, the first thing I wanted to address was your guys' first show. Uh, it ended with a guitar on fire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> there was no, there was not actually a guitar on fire. It was, uh, it was just a reflection of a bonfire. But uh, that show was pretty weird. This is before these two guys were in the band, actually. But uh, it was like uh, some guy was like, "Yeah, our DJ canceled. It's gonna be like a big thing." And then we came, and there was like five people in a bonfire, <laughs> and we played our set list twice because we just didn't have any material. But it was like, just trying to, just trying to fill time. Yeah, we, we didn't know what we were doing, and they didn't know what to expect. But, I mean, they were they, they seemed into it, you know. So, these guys, you weren't part of that first show? No. No. We weren't part of that first show. Did we join in, what, 2018? Probably the summer, of, yeah. the summer of 2018 is when... We started jamming. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, uh, yeah, they joined on bass and drums. Yeah. Dope. So, we had a, some lineup changes there. Um... You guys have kind of been like changing up recently. I noticed uh, your recent guitarist, what James McDonald, uh, recently dropped out, and he's starting work on a separate project called Saturdays and whatever. But um, you guys recorded a couple tracks together before him and Stephen was the other guitarist, right? The Hound. Yeah. Um, you guys recorded uh, Redeeming Qualities. Yes, sir. And what was that? That was like a little three-track EP, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, just a little three, <laughs> three-track EP uh, recorded live in um, this house that my parents were trying to fix up, and we just took advantage of it, and that was what came of that, yeah. So it was like a broken-down house? Was it spooky? What's going on? It was completely gutted. It was pretty cool. It yeah. was just like a... just empty house with drums in one room bass and another room guitars in the other room quads. It was awesome. It was cool. Yeah, it was a fun experience. Yeah. So you guys all recorded that like together live at the same time in just like separate rooms? Were there windows or anything so you guys could see or was it all headphones? It was definitely a learning process. We didn't even have enough headphones for everybody. So it was definitely a rough uh, EP, but I think it was in the spirit of how we wanted it to sound. Yeah, it was a good reflection of how we sounded at the time. Mm. I mean, uh, 
yeah, we were really into the idea of recording live at that time. So I don't know, it came up pretty well, just considering. Yeah. I couldn't even hear my bass whatsoever. I mean, it was in a closet in the other room, so I was just playing death the whole time. So yeah, that was a, it was definitely a learning experience for us. That's insane. So what is it with uh, local bands just wanting to like, and might I say punk bands if you guys wouldn't, you know, shy away from that. What is it up with the punk uh, mindset of recording together, like recording live? I mean, I was super fond of it, uh, of the idea, but there's so many cons um, to the pros. Really, the only pro is just the energy. Like, what is it to you, maybe? Um... I don't know. It just adds like a little, I think it adds like a little extra, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like the Flavor. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I If you're trying to just get the specific sound of like little fuck ups here. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse on this. But, you're fine. Okay, I got you. Like little mistakes and stuff like that, but that just end up like giving it more personality. I don't know. It wasn't like a punk thing for me. It was just like, I don't know, trying to. I think, like, at that time, too, like, half of the fun was, like, how, like, I don't want to say shitty, but, like, it was, like, definitely, like, a garage band sound, so, like, it was fun to play it together, because we were just kind of, we're all having fun. When you kind of, like, split it up in tracks later on, like, you really have to have a set, I think, image, and everyone has to kind of have that same goal in mind. It, it was almost like mixed demos. Yeah. Just, like, this is what we sound like right now. We didn't spend a lot of time remastering it at all. Like, it was just kind of what we sounded like raw but something like between me and christian like the the chemistry between us as well like it's a lot easier to emulate how we actually sound if we're recording in the same room so we almost always still record live together yeah because it's just like drum and bass is what drives the the band and you can't mess that kind of stuff up mm-hmm. and it's easier to not mess up if we're both kind of like swaying to it and just watching each other grooving yeah. you gotta dance yeah you have to <laughs> you get you gotta dance that's a definite uh way to look at it and something that's very important to making music um so speaking of dance so what are some of your guys's influences i noticed you shouted out the late ian curtis about a few days after his uh like his death anniversary um yeah and you recognized what like like national goth day but like you're just shouting out post-punk and cold wave and stuff like that so like what kind of influences besides that because i i hear that in your vocals you're like a less depressed ian curtis it sounds like so (laughs) what like what kind of what other artists and what genres like do you guys dance punk what what else drives you I listened to a lot of like classic rock and roll. Before I was a bassist with this band, I predominantly played lead guitar in a separate band that kind of just dissipated. But you know, that's, we always jam that. So they asked me to play bass. So I learned how to play bass for them, and um, it's a totally different experience. So a lot of I would say like John Paul Jones, Led Zeppelin, just like you know, a little boomier bass, a little like deeper and more true sounding, and less like trebly, just more like I don't know, driving. That, that's kind of one of my bass influences, I would say. Oh man, I mean, I just like a lot of different kinds of music in general, so it changes time to time, but uh, I think this band, we, we kind of like a lot of the same early 2000s stuff, so that kind of is what we kind of have uh, in common. Yeah. But, yeah, um, well, it's the, the goth thing and like the, I don't know, that whole genre, 
it's been like more of a recent phase for me, I guess. I mean, I don't know, proto-punk and like post-punk, I don't even know if those are the right like things you can call it, but that's been like, ever since I graduated high school, I've been into that stuff. Everything else. I mean, lately I've been just trying to like download any kind of interesting thing I hear. I just get the whole album and I just listen to that all the way through. And that's been helping me just like get into different areas and help me out uh, creatively, I guess. So. Sure. Um, so some of these influences uh, kind of, I could see some of them in the recording of it, which I couldn't even tell it was really live. Like it has that energy to it, but it sounds really crisp. Um, you guys, for being completely isolated from each other, it came out kind of polished. Um, what was the what was the songwriting process like for that? Was it more group oriented? Was it who would come up with the ideas, or was it a jam thing? Um, Nate here comes up with a lot of the ideas and a lot of the motifs throughout, um, especially our earlier music. He writes all the lyrics, and not only that, he usually gives us like a basis of what he wants the song to sound like. He'll give us like a lick, and then we could play around with it. But um, especially the earlier stuff, it was all just what Nate heard in his head and we just had to emulate it as best as we could because it, it was cool <laughs> very frustrating sometimes too probably I don't know no, it's, pretty cool. like it's, it's gotta sound it's like no, that's cool. you know this thing I think in the beginning it was more like your project right Nate like it was kind of like your so, not solo but just like your whole artist like you know yeah. You wanted to write like all the parts and stuff and like it was really cool. So when we joined like a lot of the songs I think all three of the songs from that EP actually yeah. were already written, like all the parts and stuff. Maybe like without some of the changes we made to like the rhythm section, but for the most part a lot of the songs were like pre written before we joined. Yeah. It's only now we've been like kind of working hard collaborating so it might sound might change a little bit, but it definitely does sound a little bit different now compared to before. Before it was very alternative 2000s rock and roll sounding kind of like punk punk rockish you know but these ones i don't know they're a little bit darker heavier we have a lot of stuff we haven't recorded too so yeah it, you kind of hit the nail on the head i was uh, picking up bits of interpol in the vocals and kind of like the drum patterns just like driving uh rhythm sections uh the strokes definitely like in the guitar um a lot of that like pop swinginess to it um very melodic driven uh, that highlights the vocals um that's definitely a great sound to have and you guys pull it off very well um how is your sound changing with the lineup changes with the new songwriting process uh, maybe even a new recording process i it looks like you guys are recording more at home now so how is your sound to you changing uh well i think you kind of already explained it, the, these two, I already explained it, but uh, with the mo more recent songs, I've been like more open to just like, do you guys want to try something else? Or, I don't know, I still have an idea for a song, but. Sorry, I got distracted. I literally saw a lizard, like the circle of life in real time. Lizard just tried to get a moth or something, so did not, <laughs> somehow it got away. That was crazy. Um, I just ran out. <laughs> Speaking of lizards and whatever, uh, what's up with the beef with the Geico Gecko? That was... <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, the guy just... He's smug, man. I don't like him. 
I want to fuck that guy up. I don't know. <laughs> so he's got a smug attitude. What? So what was it that stirred up such a? Help me save like. 15% or like more on my car insurance. So you be careful talking about that lizard. Well, he can be He's a gecko, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Just some respect. I don't care what he is. I just don't fucking like that guy. I don't, know. I don't know. What is it? What drove you to like post such a rage filled thing? Like, what was that? What's the beef? I think the quote for the caption was literally, yo, fuck the Geico gecko. What, what was that? Uh,. I don't know, man. Did you literally just black out and like your eyes rolled back and you just exorcist? Post influenced by alcohol, probably. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, I, I don't know how to. Social media is weird, man. I don't know how to post things that are prop. Like, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me if it's not gonna be like funny or like cool looking. Like, I don't know. I just might as well just like post some weird thing. If some guy's going to be like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, the Geico lizard. Fuck him or whatever. So, I don't know. I've also noticed the not obsession, but the frequent posting of George Bush. Oh, that on my... Wow, man, you did your research. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, what is up with that? What is that an inside joke? Are you not not political, but maybe is it like a meme or something? I came out of nowhere. I have no idea. Like he, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about George Bush since. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Know. He, he runs social media, so. He pictures, right? George Bush now is that what he does? I guess I've seen some stuff. Yeah. He's a funny guy. I don't know. Like, it's. It's just kind of like I don't know. We're not really political, however. Yeah. <laughs> not really. We're not making a political point. He's just, you know, a meme. <laughs> yeah. I figured that's what it was. I just wanted to bring it up, and I noticed, yeah, it was just a meme type thing, which uh, you guys, your show posters are crazy, and now that I know that you do most of the social media, uh, are you trying to do that on purpose? A lot of your show posters have, like, the one that we played was Hannibal Burris getting kicked, or kicking someone in the face on the Eric Andre show. Um, are you trying to capitalize on that meme quality to promote music? I know that's kind of a big trend right now with like Six Nine and that other guy that has like the bowl cut and the small glasses that like flip shit on Anthony Fantano's thing. But like, is that is that something that you're trying to incorporate, or is it just kind of like this is whatever? Okay, so I'm kind of clueless with what's like I don't know uh, popular in today's. I don't know, sort of mainstream, but not quite media, like, I don't know, I don't know a lot of, like, rap and hip-hop artists, but I've, like, kind of seen, like, a certain style where it's, like, weirdly nostalgic kind of meme stuff, I don't know, I was kind of trying to go that direction with, yeah, the Hannibal Burris kicking, uh, what's the guy with the clock? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I don't remember his I name, but his yeah. Name, I think we just we just try and be funny. Like it's more important for us to be funny for ourselves, really. Like, I feel like there's not like any sort of like there's thought behind the stuff that we do, but I think a lot of it is more entertainment for ourselves. Yeah. First. Yeah. Honestly, so. we we post that stuff, but it's not like we're trying to emulate anybody. It's just kind of who we are, you know. No, I get that. I was just wanted to. Um, kind of address that because I noticed it was kind of a common thing like throughout your social media was the memes so um, it we're, we're the amphetamines so. oh yeah, that's, 
it's like what you guys are now. So, um, you guys are writing new material, correct? Um, you do have a new guitarist, correct? Is he bringing anything new to the table? Is he bringing anything you haven't heard of in the Amphetamine memes before? Or I don't know. It's still a little early to say. All I, got, I, all I can say is that I, I know he's like an amazing guitarist. He's a really talented guy. We still... Uh, we've been like working on stuff that's new to everybody else, but old for us. So we're just trying to get down. It's like the same thing with like coming to the band with an idea, but there's a little more. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. It's too early to say. But all I can say is like I'm really happy that he's in the band. And I can tell that something's gonna something good's gonna come out of it for sure. So. Yeah. It's just like growing pains, basically, and especially with a pandemic and all of our work schedules. It's really hard to get four people together on a single night every, you know, every week because that's what we try to do. But yeah. so it, it's just like not seeing him for a couple weeks. And he's honestly props to him because he's learned all, a lot of the parts really fucking fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's a good guitarist and it, it, it he does bring a sort of different sound than like what Steven brought because Steven definitely was more hound based and like metally and you could tell when he played that he had like a metal influence to him but uh he he's a little more like like us like kind of like classically classic rocky like alternative 2000s rocky inclined so it's pretty cool to have him around so you guys are focusing on new material but you're still paying attention to the old ones and giving them justice and gonna incorporate them into future sets and whatnot yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely we want to get it recorded too so that you know since you can't hear us live, we want to release something so you can hear what we sound like, especially like polished and you know mixed and which is nice. Um, with the old material, uh, you wrote a lot of it and had a lot of it written before these guys joined. Uh, Catch Fools oh, yeah. from a long time ago, yeah, almost cool. seven years now, 2014, 2013 ish. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We actually had a reunion show not too long ago where uh, it was Catch Fools, The Amphetamines, uh, The Hound, Steven, our old guitarist. Yeah, he was doing, he was in three different um, bands that night. It was kind of cool. But uh, what was the question? I'm sorry, I got lost. Was any of the material or influence from that band like ported over or recycled into the amphetamines? Was there like song ideas that you had that you didn't get to show in Catch Fools yet and you just kind of ran with them in the amphetamines or? It was all, the amphetamines was like a, I wanted to, I loved the band Catch Fools. But with that, we had like three songwriters in a band. So, uh, it just had a lot of different sounds, which can be really cool, but also can sometimes sound a little messy. Not shitting on catchfuls. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without. <laughs> it is, not... No pressure. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with the amphetamines, my idea was like, I gotta come up with this idea all in one head, and then put it out just as like a new. That was what I was trying to do with the amphetamines compared to catchfuls. I think it's like. It just feels a little bit more tight when you're every, when some guys like one guy's like kind of creating all of it. But I'm open to like suggestions and stuff like that too. But that was the that was the main difference between Catchfuls. I don't know. I didn't have any like old material from Catchfuls that I used in the Amphetamines because I just wanted to start 
completely uh, new. You wanted a clean slate. Yeah, kind of. So that's definitely what you've got. Um, you guys have been active in the Orlando scene, kind of all around. You guys have played shows like where, kind of all over Florida, right? Kind of. I mean, right before we, we've kind of we've taken Central Florida by storm. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, Gainesville, uh, Popka, stuff like that. Sanford we play one time. Sanford yeah. one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's still like technically the Orlando scene, but like. That's all right. No, I mean, uh, right before the pandemic, we got our first gig at the Hideout, which was really exciting for us. And then, uh, unfortunately, everything kind of just fell apart. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, we were really excited to start playing in Gainesville. Um, and we still want to do that, I think. We're, yeah. I don't know, just all over. We don't, we don't, I want to see what I can do with the Orlando scene, but... I'm I'm down to play pretty much anywhere. Like we still haven't played Tampa. We'd love to do St. Peter, Tampa, and stuff like that too. And, and we definitely like the Orlando scene. Like I feel like, like there's definitely still a lot of pop punk bands still around and stuff. But I feel like a lot of Orlando bands definitely are more willing to stay. Uh, I guess I don't want to say original, but at least true to what they want to play. And I like that yeah. about us, too. So, so, like, a heavier metal scene, too. Like, not heavy metal, but just, like, you could tell there's a lot of metal influence in some of the shows we've played, some of the people we've played with. Like the hardcore scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the hardcore scene definitely is there still. Pop punk's taking over and whatever. Yes. But um, speaking of the Orlando, one of the last things I wanted to touch on was you guys opened for legendary garage rockers, the Black Lips, right? Yeah. That was, it. That was in Gainesville. At yeah. the high dive, yep. Oh, that was the high dive, not Will's Pub. My apologies. Yeah, but no, yeah. Um, yeah, that was surreal. I've been listening to those guys since I was 12. It was probably like the first indie band I'd ever wow. got into yeah. um, where I felt like, whoa, I'm kind of cool for listening and liking these guys or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so it was weird to just really be following these guys ever since I was like... A teenager and not even sure if I wanted to get into music and then playing, sharing the same stage is like, wow, I can't believe this. Yeah. That I freaked out after the show. I, I don't know. Yeah. I We talked to them and stuff and he yeah. was just like, yeah. yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, uh, I wish I was like more in the moment when I was yeah. there because it felt like it just like passed super quick. I don't know. It was weird for me. We had like five minutes where we could have talked to them and then we're also getting on the stage like after they just sound checked and sound fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we had to like get up on stage and follow with our sound check and it was just nerve wracking. So I mean it, he talked to us for probably like five minutes and it was just over and we were sound checking. <laughs> but it was still awesome. I mean it was great seeing them. I brought my mom. She loves them. Yeah. So my mom was there. She was like taking a video, like exclusive audience to the Black Lips, fucking uh -huh. sound checking. So yeah, that was awesome. That's cool. So last thing, since you guys opened for such a crazy band, like do you have any other dream bands that you would want to share a stage with? Oh shit. Uh <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, like we all love the Strokes. Yeah, I know that's pretty like. Who insane. doesn't? Who you know? Who doesn't yeah. like them? But like, be a dream come yeah. true. We're into like the the Voids too. They're pretty the cool. So, oh. all those yeah. cool guys. Yeah. And you know, and his Albert Hammond Jr.'s solo project yeah. and <laughs> Machine Gun, Fabric. They're all so good. Yeah, they're also fucking awesome. So it'd be great to play on stage with any one of them. Yeah. Um, Honestly. Yeah. Sure <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. Uh, that's a really hard question because, yeah, just uh, right off the top, like what's coming to your head? Um, I think I made an attempt to maybe play with uh, the band Broncho. Do you know them? Broncho? Yeah, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know. I that's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and they're still like they're big, but you know. Not, They're like a local big, like touring act. Yeah, exactly. Like I thought, I, maybe I could get this or something like that. If we yeah. play with the Black Lips, like maybe we could open for a band uh-huh. like that. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Locally, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, well, I'd love to play with Adam Dive again, of course. But um, and now I'm gonna forget their name because. Uh, oh no! This is what we were. No, can't do it. No. Nope. <laughs> Right on the tip of your tongue. Okay, hold up, hold up. Come back to me, cause hold up. Oh god. Do you have a, like a letter, like, like, M O P? I don't know. It's like Mansfield, cool. Oh yeah. Headband. Yeah. Um. <laughs> dot org. God damn it, man! This is horrible. Um. Zero miles per hour. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, zero miles per hour. We have played with them before, oh. and. Flying dinosaurs. They're great. Scott Punk. Yeah, Probably so dinosaurs. Fun. This is so fucking lame. God damn it. I need to... Just go to our page. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to find them right now. This is terrible. Tide Pools. Tide Pools. Tide Pools. That's the name. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to play with them for so long. Uh, when I heard their EP, I was like, wow, okay. Like, There's other bands that are... We don't even sound really that alike, but we're just within the Orlando scene, talking about the Orlando scene again, like, I was like, yeah, that would be a cool band to play with, and I like their style and everything, yeah, so. Sorry, that was like, I didn't mean to fill your thing. <laughs> no, dude, or, you're fine. You know, but, yeah. These things happen. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you, and the amphetamines? All right, yeah, thank you for... Thank you, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, we appreciate awesome. it, yeah. And we're back. What'd you think? How'd you feel? Did you have fun? Was it a little fun? You can say it was a little fun. I had fun. I hope they had fun. It was uh, it was a really cool experience. These usually are for va- for for different reasons, for varying reasons. But yeah, it it was a lot of fun to just go out there. Um, I love when I catch them, like, right before they're about to do something or, you know. Because then I usually hang out. They usually extend the invite. What am I going to do? Say no? What else do I got to do? I got to edit these things. Yeah, I guess I do. But, no, it's cool. It's cool to to talk with them and then, like, see the band in action. Like... If they're recording or if they're about to, you know, have a practice session, I can just kind of like chill, see what's up. But the amphetamines, their music is available on, you know, wherever you can get it. Follow them on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the, all the outlets And that's that. 
the third episode of Kenya Colloquy in the bag. Tune in next week for the fourth episode. That's how that works. Featuring Pocket Change. Wacky dudes. Wacky Central Florida punkers. Just straight punk. Just in your face. Not a care in the world. Punk. Check the amphetamines out. And have a good week.